like that girl model that's in it. Claire Vol- Oh, I like that girl model. Uh, have you seen her lately? She shaved her head. She looks like a boy now. Why? It's not good. Why does like this happen? Sinead O'Connor. Yes, right. but, but she bleached her head, so it looked like Sinead oh. O'Connor with bleached hair. It's, it's not a good look. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think the only bald girl I found attractive is that Persis Kambada from the Star Trek, the first Star Trek movie. Is that the one that turned into V'ger? Oh, yes, correct. Oh yeah. You're not a Star Trek fan, though. No, I hate Star Trek. As usual. Did you see that movie Ex Machina or something? Machina or whatever. Oh yes. I think that girl was bald, right? At some point. Oh yeah. If I remember correctly, maybe not. I saw that one in a. I was on a plane. And I'm like, there's all these boobs and stuff, and I'm like, is this cool? Like, you know? <laughs> it's like little kids yeah. behind you looking over your shoulder. Yeah, I was in first class, luckily, and there were no kids. But I'm like, mm. yeah, nice. Well, we're on the air. All right, you know, we're on the air. Cool. Yeah. So we have, um, you know, we'll, we'll get things started here. Uh, we have another dog on the show. It sounds like. Mm-hmm. You hear the dog barking back oh, there? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, it's it's kind of par for the course. We, for the show, I think so we've had bad. at least four dogs on the show. Pretty, yeah. pretty much. Oh, cool. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't think that would come through. The dogs already on the way back. On the, the doors are closed too. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> We're dog friendly. All right. We are dog friendly. Cool. Friendly. Oh, uh, right. so I suppose we should get things rolling, huh? Let's get it rolling. All right. Rolling. Here we go. Hey, Arcade Ratio podcasters, it's your buddy, Bob Zarzadek. I just got back from a full week of drinking. I figured I'd give you guys a call for the show. I'm super duper excited about your uh, King of Kong guest host. You know, I think I saw Kong like in 1976. Man, I totally had the hots for that Jessica Lang. Woo-wee! <laughs> I just want to let you know what, uh, well, I don't want you to let you know. I, I just want to find out if you would let me know. What it's like to work with uh, Jeff Bridges. I heard he's pretty cool. You know, he has long, long hair. Uh, it's pretty neat. Not that I would... Oh. He got disconnected. Uh-oh. From KOYR Studios in Minneapolis, Minnesota, it's... Arcade Radio. And welcome to episode 20 of the Arcade Radio Podcast. Today is Thursday, July 27th, 2017, and the time is now approximately 7.19 p.m. Central. Thanks for joining us in the Arcadosphere. This is your host, 
Adam Fofadam, Fee-Five Fofanum. I'm joined by the legendary Dan Reed, a.k.a. Dan Reed Photo, and the not-very-good Doc Brown impersonator, Mark Timerunner Shields. And also this week, our esteemed guest host, King of Kong star, an incredible human being, Mr. Steve Weeby. Welcome to the show. Hello, gentlemen. Thank you. You're very kind for the introduction. <laughs> well, it's good to have you on the show. So, um, we, Glad this, to be here. this is really the part of the show where we kind of introduce ourselves a little bit. Dan? Hi, I'm back. Hey, it's good to have you back. Thanks. How, how, was, your, around. how was your not vacation to work or whatever? It sucked. I had to go to San Francisco again. I kind of like San Fran, though. Oh, what a dirty, dirty, rotten hole of earth that is. <laughs> you you just need to drive a little bit out of town and you'd have a Well, I know if I go to Sonoma, but I I was stuck <laughs> in the dirty-ass city. and ugh. <laughs> Okay, uh, Mr. Mark. <laughs> Jeez, I did not go anywhere. I, I'm sprucing up a monitor. Um, after after the show, I'm going to put in new, new caps and a flyback. Oh, we're jumping and into I, what we're doing. Okay. Oh, good, God, good. way to jump the gun, Mark. That's Wait, fine. I thought that's what he was doing. No, no he we're just, just saying hello. We're just saying our names and who okay, we are. Let me, we'll tell you what, I'll say hello when I get to that part. <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> no, you can, you're, so you're working on a Geo 7? A Geo 7, yes. Okay, what's wrong with it? It's it's uh, It's got a lot of old components on it. They need to be replaced. Did you say Zima? That's right. I I may have bought too much Zima, thinking that oh man, they're just not going to have it. Wait, you know, for what? Very long. I thought they discontinued Zima like in the eighties. They brought it back, man. Not the eighties. Oh, no. It was out in the nineties. Yeah, well, <laughs> it whatever. A, it was a nineties drink, mid nineties. Why they bring Zima back? I don't know, but I bought three cases of it, and there's a lot. Yeah, well, I had one, and my local liquor store sold out, and they're not getting any more Zima. So I don't think I don't think people like it here. I like it. I think it's good. It's a nice citrusy drink, but you know, you gotta, you got three cases of it. So I guess you'll be working on it for a while. That's right. I'm going to start some eBay auctions. <laughs> hey, I got a <laughs> new board for my mousetrap. Lucky. Yeah. It has sound now. So it's no longer a mute trap as Mark calls it. <laughs> oh, so you did get the audio amp going on that thing. That's awesome. No, I bought a new board. Oh, but yeah. it worked. Yeah, it worked. Last time I talked to you, you were buying the board, so. Yeah, it it, it arrived last um, Wednesday, and I put, it, I put it in, and it works great. You know, I know a thing or two about audio amps. You could probably send me send me your old board, and I could probably fix it for you. Sure. I'll I even, bring it over to my house, actually, since you're right down the road from me. Yeah, I bought, I bought chips and everything, too. I already hmm. put them in. It didn't work. Doritos? Yeah. No audio amp chips. Oh. Yeah. So, Dan, what are you working on? Oh, well... I've had a lot of things happen in the past couple of weeks. I got a Satan's Hollow. Oh. That nice. when I did one of those, it was too good to be true things. The guy's like, yeah, just come get it. I'll get, you know, get a couple hundred bucks. So I said, uh, it's probably worth a shot because the board itself is probably worth, what, 350 So I just drove up there thinking well, this thing's going to be some destroyed, you know, Piece painted black monster. And the thing was original like everything about it original wow i didn't even question it i loaded it up brought it home opened up the back door i would probably guess it's never been opened ever wow yeah so i'm kind of excited about that and i got my pot of gold working i thought you put that thing up on ebay what your satan's hollow no i put a black widow on ebay oh i traded traded old fetish boy for my robot monsters what's what did that black widow go for twenty five hundred dollar 
Wow. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Yep, it's wrapped up in my garage. We're coming to get it tomorrow. The old naval van lines. Sheesh. And uh, what else? I got my journey vinyl. I don't even want to get into the whole drama of that, but there are certain people who think that journey did not come with vinyl, and it did. All journeys were vinyl. They were not painted. So there's a little drama about that because I was restoring it back to what it once was, and I was sanding off the original vinyl, and I know it's vinyl because I'm sanding the crap off myself. Hmm. And people are like, that's not vinyl. Yeah, it is. You don't have a journey, so be quiet. <laughs> and uh, got Cloak and Dagger done. And yeah. Oh, I want to come play that. Yeah. I like yeah, that it's game. right behind me. If you turn on your camera there, you can probably see it. Right I might me. actually watch that movie tonight when I'm done with the show. Well, it didn't hold up real well over the years. I know, but I still watch it. Steve, what are you working on? Oh. I'm just doing some summer home improvement projects, kind of like Tim the Toolman Taylor <laughs> home improvement. <laughs> kind of whatever can go wrong is going wrong. Water leaks. Oh, no. Pipes here and there. Well, maybe we should. I need a plumber. Okay. Uh, oh, this is this is funny. This is funny. The King of Kong, Steve Weeby, needs a plumber. Every, everyone get Mario it? Mario around. <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on with your basement? Well, there was some water getting into the um, duct of the dryer and then had no idea where so that was coming from. Basement. Then I realized it was coming from a pipe in the wall leaking dripping on the vent inside the wall where I couldn't see it. So we thought we had that fixed, and then just a couple days ago, we see our hardwood floor starting to buckle. That's never a good sign. So now we have a restoration guy out ripping a hardwood floor up and got the dehumidifiers going 24 uh, hours for a couple days here, and then... um, Hopefully that'll dry out. Then we got to start putting the house back together. So my taking time off from uh, playing video games to kind of get this house back together. But um, other than that, the summer's going great. <laughs> cool. So do you actually play um, other video games like in the in your summer, or do you like go out and do stuff and like a like a you know spend time with the kids and the wife and you know, go camping and stuff. Yeah, the the idea is to get out and have some fun during the summer. So, um, like l- last summer, we were supposed to get actually go um, on our on a trip, like a camping p- trip, but we had something come up, so we missed that. And this weekend, we're supposed to go to another. We go down to Ocean Shores, and um, so I think we're still going to make it, even though we have some plumbing issues so that's what we're doing this weekend heading out for um, a little family time so yeah don't get don't play too much video games really <laughs> um so i've kind of semi-retired if you can be retired from video games but um but i'm just kind of chilling as a, as a teacher it's just summers are really nice play a little golf um we got a we got a new uh, puppy this uh spring so She's kind of a handful, a miniature dachshund kind of. Oh yeah, that's yeah. awesome! A little wiener dog. Yeah, I love those. I love wieners. Dog. <laughs> yeah, wieners are wieners. <laughs> it's a uh, long hair. What was that, Mark? It's not the smoothest. 
<laughs> I don't mean to interrupt you, Steve. You, you, you yeah, no problem. No well, problem at all. So, we, we, yeah. so that dog Mark just always interrupts anybody. <laughs> Dan just <laughs> always interrupts people. Well, Mark yeah, is so. all excited about wieners. Well, all right, let's move. <laughs> hey, Dan, I think it's time for you to do the news. That you thing know. is horrid. It's yeah. horrid. I can't imagine people are using it, but whatever. It's the arcade news with Don <laughs> Reed. You guys are terrible to me. All right, we love you, though. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Starcade, the 80s crap show that had participants compete in arcade video games, is coming back. What? End of August. Are you kidding me? Nope, not as a reboot. Not a reboot. very weird, so what are they going to do? Uh, uh, so it's like a Twitch thing. Oh, you're going to air it on Twitch? Yeah. How do you feel about that? I feel good. Hmm. I love that show. I love that show. In fact, we just watched an episode on Monday. Oh, really? I think you can actually stream all 123 classic episodes right now on Twitch. Not yet. They go, they go on on August 22nd. Oh. Yep. And you, but you that. can stream a number of them on the Starcade.tv website. Hmm. So that's what we do. We just put that website up, hit F11 on the browser, and watch it. And uh, it's just the same kids coming back and playing games, or every week it's new kids, or what? What was the premise behind it? I don't oh, remember. yeah. So it was a regional uh, game show, uh, California, kind of that surrounding areas. Maybe it was even in Seattle. I don't know. And um, in the eighties, they would pit like um, like skilled individuals against one another in an arcade battle, <clears throat> and you'd have to answer trivia questions to get uh, um, uh, further in the game, and then. Uh, you could get to choose the, the one of five games that we're playing that day. So whether it be Star Wars or uh, Super Pack or, you know, um, they had some obscure. Did you know there's another video game called Journey, but it's not not the one with the band? Like Blue's Journey or something like that? It's some Japanese yeah, just, import, isn't just it? Just says Journey. Yeah, it's kind of weird. But anyway, uh, and then the, the, they, the prize is usually an arcade game. Like they'll have a Dig Dug or a Jukebox. They had a robot once as a prize. Like a, Weird. like a five foot robot that you you know was supposed to be intelligent and all that <clears throat> but anyway you you win prizes just like any other game show and you have to um answer trivia questions and whatnot so steve you ever watched starcade when you were growing up i did not i yeah. should go back and can i catch it on netflix or something uh, uh starcade.tv you could just go to the website arcade yeah and then also yeah, I need to check it out. <clears throat> and then on twitch as of august 22nd Mark, how about right. you? Oh. <laughs> I did. I knew when it was on, and I watched. I watched it pretty religiously. I think that there were certain games that I had never seen before. When that you know, that that show is responsible for me sort of becoming familiar with Burger Time is one. I never saw a Burger Time anywhere in Texas. Hmm. Oh, for me it was Bagman. I didn't even know about Bagman until I saw Starcade. So crazy. This no. one I'm actually excited about, guys. This one is kind of right up my alley. Atari is back. They have what? announced that they are going to be releasing a new retro console. Have you guys heard about this? I heard a little bit, but do tell. Well, I'm guessing it was inspired by the success of the Nintendo Classic. Oh, yeah. And uh, the fact that the SNES sold out in like seconds for Walmart, which, by the way, everyone got refunded because they did it 
early. So if you want an SNES, insider information is it's going to be tomorrow. Oh, interesting. So if you want an SNES, SNES classic, that is tomorrow. I don't need it. I have the real thing. So yeah, still be kind of fun to have the, uh, the little little classic. It, it's like a baby. Well, and you can plug it in with HDMI, right? You get to eliminate some of the hassle of getting to hook it up to your TV. Have you uh, have you guys seen the look of this thing? It's amazing. They have two different kinds. One of them is the old classic wood grain front with like a light up Atari logo on it, which looks pretty amazing. And the other oh, one yeah. is black and red. It, they both look really great. And they're being pretty tight lipped about the specs of it, which is probably pretty smart. It, if you look at it, it's also tiny. I mean, it's probably it could fit in your hand. So I don't think this thing's going to be a powerhouse or a competitor to the xbox one or the switch or something but um yeah it's i'm pretty excited the, about it it's called the atari box right i think it's called atari box because if you yeah. look up atari retro console online yeah. you get a bunch of those like knockoff cons or like the, the consoles that they've been releasing for the last 10 years yeah yeah mm-hmm. like the mini 2600s yeah they're like preloaded you know that, that's pretty fun though i mean if you think about it I, i'm i'm buying one it says they're going to put modern games on it what, what do you think they're going to do uh, I don't know because that that would mean they'd have to release some development kits for it, and I, I haven't heard of anything like that. So I I would be amazed if they're going to release something new. But I don't know. I've been surprised before. I I think they'll probably just update Centipede or something like that. Steve, did you ever play Atari? Loved it. I still have those cartridges. Will that will this new uh, version play those old cartridges? Yeah, it's supposed to, to, it's supposed to have all of the will. games on it. Oh, it's already built in. Okay. Yeah. Does so it have know. tank or um? I need to. Uh, what was the first that came with tank? Right. Combat. Combat. Or was it called t- combat? Yeah. Yeah. Love That's combat. an awesome game. Yep. Solid game. Yep. I want to play the cowboy <laughs> game. I love that cowboy game where you got the cactus in between. Oh you. yeah, you I love that, that too. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, excited yeah. about that. I played this. Basketball, shit. Atari basketball. Yep. Oh man. That's what's What's your one. favorite yeah. What's your favorite Atari 2600 game? Uh, let's do round robin. Dan, think of something. Oh my god! You know what I really liked? I liked the iMagic games. You guys remember that? Oh yeah. ones, and they had um, oh man, it's hard to say, but Phoenix, I mean, uh, without a doubt, it was Pitfall. But I always liked the games like River Raid. And Atlantis was a was Atlantis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what was the one with the birds that would fly down? Phoenix. Phoenix? No, I know what you're talking. Well, they had a bunch of them. Remember Mega Mania? Is that what you're thinking of? I'm I'm looking it up. Okay, Steve, how about you? I was going to say Pitfall. But yeah. Was, oh, yeah. Um, circus. There was a circus. Do you remember the one, the circus story where you jumped in the, oh, yeah. off that plat? The Cir- little... Uh, circus Atari. Thing yeah. was at launch. Yeah, and then you'd, hit, you'd try to pop the balloons. Oh, that yeah. That was kind of good. That was actually based on an arcade game, I think. Um, oh, yeah. So, uh, iMagic. Was it a big one? Yeah, it was, it was a, a dedicated, a large one. So, uh, in 82, uh, iMagic released Atlantis. Cosmic Arc. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, I had that. Oh, that's a great game. You shoot the yep. the rocks or the asteroids coming at the ship, and they have to go down and rescue little people. Dragonfire, probably. Dragonfire. Oh, yeah. had Dragonfire. I had that. Demon Attack is the one I was thinking. Demon of. Attack. Man, sure. D- Demon Attack came out on everything. Like it was even good on the Vic Twenty, which yep. which was I, a horror, I I just please please if anyone from Atari is listening right now, which I know you're not, but just in case, <laughs> please put all those old games back on there. Just right. do it. I just want to hook that thing up. I'll trade in all of my old consoles just for that old Atari 2600. 
I love it. Uh, hey, gentlemen, my, my plumber's here. Do you mind if I just go down and uh, greet sure. Mario real quick? <laughs> sure, and absolutely. Show him where the leak is. Yeah, we, we okay. have a little section to do. We'll cover, uh, we'll cover okay. the next news item. You know, King of Kong, the musical coming soon. Uh, what? <laughs> exactly. Yes. All right. Well, tell us about this. King of Kong, a fistful of quarters, the acclaimed 2007 documentary about the pursuit of arcade gaming's most cherished high score will be adapted into a stage musical. The film's director tells wait, IGN. Wait a second. Didn't they already do a musical? Did they? Yeah. Yeah. It was, mean? It was uh, showcased at the 2015 Hollywood Fringe Festival. I'm, what are you talking and, about? Yeah, and they invited Billy Mitchell to it, didn't they? They did. I mean, they're still doing that show. It's like in September, they're going to do it in Austin. The same two guys that... I, I thought it was women. a two-man show. Uh, there was a Well, I mean, it's was a two-person two show. How about that? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, man. How do, you, how, so, do you, how do you do a... I don't know. I mean, the... Yeah. How's that going to translate? Not real well. <clears throat> it's it's ten years old now, right? It came out in 07. I have no idea. I think, I think it, it was maybe, 06. Maybe they do some eighties music. You know, eighties sing along maybe. So King of Kong came out in. You know, it's like we talk about this a lot. We should just know. Yeah, August seventeenth, two thousand seven. Oh, so hmm. it'll be ten years next month. We'll have to have a birthday episode. Except for I think I'm I don't know, to, but I'm going to a concert yeah. that night. Retro right. something or another. Yeah. yeah, my birthday is in one month. One month on this day. Oh, my birthday's in one month and one day. Are you twenty eighth? Twenty eighth. Yeah. I'm the twenty seventh. How about that? Are we, like, we not know this? I think we do. I think we mentioned on the show before. Dang. I think we're like a day apart. Let's combine birthdays. I'm a 1972er. I'm a 69er, dude. Oh, really? 69. 69, <laughs> dude. All right. So we should play some sort of... Wait. Uh, what? I wonder if that call is there. The, did, did he call back? Do you think Zarzadek called back? I, I show on my records he called back three times, and the third call appears to have been successful. Oh, let me just check. What about Bob? What the, what about the Bubba? Oh. Hmm. So, um, I've been uh off topic. I've been playing <laughs> my Nintendo DS. <laughs> wow. And uh, there's a game called Retro Game Challenge. Have you seen this thing? Mm-hmm. You have? Yeah. I love I that know. game. It's super fun. I take your word for it. <laughs> yeah i uh i was all excited about the atari box and i was sitting at work and people were giving me a fair amount of shit about it because i like the atari and i said dude but do you remember pitfall and that sort of sparked something in me and i'm like i wonder if you can really beat that game pitfall so yeah, there's like a, a YouTube video of some guy actually beating Pitfall. Yeah, you can beat it. It's like I had no idea. And if, if you watch this, it's like down to <laughs> Where is everyone? Oh, I think we just lost Dan. We lost Dan right in mid story of Pitfall. Well, we're down to two people. This boat is sinking quick. <laughs> well, I mean you gotta get Mario prepared, so that's Yeah. That's there. 
I wonder how long it'll take him hey, to figure out that he's... Let me tell you what my favorite 2600 game was. Nobody asked me what the heck. Wait, hey, Mark, what's your favorite 2600 game? Uh, have, did, you, did you know of an Activision game called Keystone Capers? Or Caper? Yes. Or, yeah, it's that was mine. One of my all-time favorites. So good. Yeah, I loved it. And I have like memories of driving to a store called Rave to buy it. And it, you know, by the way, it wasn't a rave. Nobody there was tripping balls or anything. <laughs> so, um, what game were you talking about, Mark? Keystone I got Keystone Keepers out. by Activision. Oh, Keystone Keepers! I love that game. Yeah, yeah, Activision, or as I like to call it, Escalator Action. I love the escalators. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that game, and also Elevator Action, which is funny because it does have escalators. Yes. I actually got them confused for a very long time. Hmm. <laughs> uh, escalator action. Good time. I was, uh, while I was looking through that, I came across a game called Impossible Mission, which back oh, in the yeah. day blew my mind. That wasn't on the Atari, though, right? No, it was on like the... Uh, eh, NES. Was, the like, NES had it. They had a... No, this was pre-NES. Yeah. No, this it's... Pre-NES. Yeah, because it was out when the uh, Apple II was out. and it, what, what was the competitor? Commodore? No. Oh no, you're right. You're Apple right. II? It came yeah. out for the Apple II. It was II. like the gaming version of the Apple II. What was that thing? I don't know. The Apple II. No. Apple II E. Apple II C. No, it wasn't it about Apple. the Amiga. Apple II no, GS. I think it was a Commodore. It might have been. I'll have to look it up. Anyway, Commodore sixty fours and TI ninety nine four A's. I mean, it was Commodore then. That's oh, my buddy had one of these things, and I remember looking at Impossible Mission. I was like, oh my god, really good graphics. Yeah. yeah. It did come out um, for the NES, but it was Impossible Mission 2. Oh. Hmm. And it's a knockoff game. It was uh, unlicensed um, hmm. black cartridge. I had it, and I sold it. But I know those games now, I just I can't. I don't have the patience. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I play my Apple II emulator all the time, all those old Broderbund games like Earhart and Captain Goodnight. Oh, Captain oh. Goodnight is awesome. Yeah, you're the second. Okay, second to me, you're the only other person that I've ever talked to in recent history that knows that game. Sure, I know it forward and backwards. Captain Goodnight, The Islands of Fear. You know the guy that uh, invented that little um, module, the floppy emu, mm-hmm. the floppy emu for um, the Apple II series. Yeah, he went to jail for murder. Wow, no. <laughs> just joking. He did. He did not. Like, but I I bought the thing from him. And the first game I wanted to play was Captain Goodnight. So I, I loaded it up and nothing mm. happens. Oh. And I was like, oh. what the heck's going on? And I played a bunch of other games that worked, but who wants to play Oregon Trail anyway? So when you have Captain Goodnight. So I emailed him and I'm like, dude, this plays like everything except the one game I wanted to play. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, he's like, well, we just released another firmware update, download it and install or, you know, software update. So... I did, and it fixed the problem. <laughs> I was nice. Like, Thank God. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember uh, Captain Goodnight and Karatika. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love Karatika. Oh. For when I was a kid, I used to call it Karatika. Karatika. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But it's Karatika. Did you make that a movie or something? Uh, you, could, you could probably... Karatika? You could probably Triple show X. me screenshots of just about any Apple II game. Sky Fox, all those old EA games. I loved those. Games. Randy Gelking in chat says that the 7800 had impossible mission, but it was truly impossible. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, this game was, I mean, it was ridiculously hard to. It was just one of those games you go up and down in an elevator and run across screens and, you know what I mean? Shoot a robot, do a flip, 
yeah. go down. You're just lost the whole time. <laughs> exactly. And you're like <laughs> hoping, you know, and you could, could you save in that game? Could you save? I don't, at, I don't think so. At the little computer terminals or they just give you like hints? Because you had to go uh, on those computer I don't even terminals. think they gave you hints. I think it was just a map and good luck. Oh, yeah. Weird. The only two guys who know this game are talking about it right now. So That is not true, sir. <laughs> Dave from Buffalo is talking about it. Randy's talking about it. See? People yeah. remember. That game was way ahead of its time. Yeah. There's a, there's a new kid on the block in, in the chat. Oh, I'm just Kick kidding. him out. We don't want new people. He's out. Later. Oh, oh, you know what? We um, before he gets back on, um, uh, what I'm gonna, I gotta queue up some some stuff while you guys, you guys, you guys talk about what we're gonna talk about next. Let's do some improvisation here before our guest comes on. I'm here. I'm here, guys. I'm back. Oh, I'm back. <laughs> we were just gonna have to improvise, Mario, and it wasn't oh, gonna yeah. be good. I heard you. That's one of the. Um, I figured once I heard you guys starting the transition, I would. Go ahead and chime in. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> speaking of having to voice act, uh, maybe a final bit of news. Uh, June Foray, if you guys ever watched um, Bullwinkle back in the day, she died today. Yeah, uh, like 100 years old or something. 99 years old. Oh, really? She played She's Natasha in Rocky. So huh. That's a good run, man. Wow. 99, you can't complain. No. Yeah, I mean, come on. I imagine she's yeah, not complaining. I'll sign up for that now. Me too. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> By the time I'm 99, nothing's gonna work right. That's pretty <laughs> much works guaranteed. right now for me. <laughs> oh, you're in good shape, buddy. You're... Just ask my wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Wow. We're gonna go down that road. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. <laughs> I got no one to impress. I'm married. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, um, Dan, are you are you gonna? Hand it over to the Markster. Or what's going on? No, no. Okay, keep it. Keep it. He's got the ball on his court. So, uh, so today in the way back machine. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wait. Did I just play the wrong bumper? Yes, you did, rookie. That thing is horrid. <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> Back in 82, I used to be able to throw a pigskin a quarter mile. Back, back to the, to cave, the cave with, with Time Runner. Why are things so heavy in the future? Is there a problem with the Earth's gravitational pull? Hey, folks. I'm not going to do any voice impressions this week. <laughs> Come <laughs> on. Come Adam on. Just complained the whole time. So no more. <laughs> I was all prepared to stop you and everything. <laughs> Marty, do, do you know bit. what this means? <laughs> I think it's just that I didn't keep up the, huh, 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 you know, that whole, you know. Go for it. We're waiting. No, I'm, I'm going to be fine. Let's have the chatters tell us. Pump it or dump it? Pump it or dump it. <laughs> nope, nobody said anything. Uh, you know, I forget there's a delay. Yeah, there's like a 10 second delay. The, the, day, we, the day we're time traveling toward or to or back to is July 27th, 1985. Was that 32 years ago? Something like that. Has it been that long? Mm-hmm. Sounds right. I remember when this used to be farmland for as far as the eye could see. <laughs> oh, no. Here we go. All right. Oh, stop. Man, stop. Stop. 
<laughs> that did not take long at all. We're going to have to start over. Pine trees. Stop. <laughs> Pine trees. I'm not sure what just happened there. Okay. So let's talk about this day 32 years ago. Earlier in the week, uh, Commodore released the Omega computer. Did uh, I kind of wanted one, but it was too pricey for me. Too much money. Too much. Uh, three days later, on the 26th, Nintendo released the family computer robot. Oh, yeah. Wait, uh, that, is that Rob? Did no. he? Well, he had a weird Famicom? name for America. He was a peripheral for the uh, Famicom home video game system. And he was released in 85 in the U.S. Japan. Or Japan. I think he did have a U.S. release, but he I don't did. think he was, he was... He was just called Rob. Rob. Yeah, kind of boring. And he was he that, was part of the game like gyroscope or gyro something or another. Rob the robot. Yeah. If I if I wanted to use the internet, I could figure out what what it was, but I don't I don't want to use it. Steve, did you ever have a Nintendo? I did not. I was one of the poor kids on the block, I guess. So I was mm. I played in a, my I had the Atari, and then my next door neighbor had an Intellivision, which was like the next step up, and then. Around the block, a kid had a, the Nintendo, so I kind of had to go over to their house and play those. Got a bit of that way. Well, and Nintendo came out in 85, <laughs> so think back to 85. What were you doing then? 85, I was probably playing sports more than playing video games. I kind of transitioned Sure. probably in eighth grade. And I was in like eighth grade, 83. Then from there, once I hit high school, I focused more on playing baseball and basketball right on so there you go yep. that's why you weren't playing and admittedly i was in marching band so that gave me plenty of time to focus playing on video, playing video <laughs> games <laughs> sweet <laughs> yeah so mm. yeah what, what else you got in there what else? oh yeah okay so at the box office uh, robert zemeckis's fantasy epic back to the future continued its number one run uh actually on the 28th National Lampoon's European Vacation bumped it for a week, but then it won it, won back the crown and was number one like until September. I remember both both those movies. I remember European Vacation. It was naughty. It was a little bit the yeah. Beverly D'Angelo in the shower. She's she's actually naked in the first one too. So what? I don't know. I'm that. thinking of when they're in like Germany or something. It's kind of strange, a little awkward. I think my I went to the movie with my dad or something and my mom, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> so this is what it's going to be like. <laughs> but on TV this week, TJ Hooker and the Love Boat were on ABC. The Love Boat. Airwolf. Loved Airwolf. on CBS. And one of my favorite shows, which had a very short run called It's Your Move, was on uh, alongside. Jason Bateman. Yes. Yes, give me a break and Mama's yep. family all on NBC. That that show had this one uh, this one thing where he he hired a fake band called the Dregs of Humanity to play at a concert, and I thought it was the most hilarious thing that had ever been done. <laughs> and I even like plotted with my buddy to do the same thing in my school. Oh, and the Dregs of Humanity weren't real; they were just the skeletons from the biology department. <laughs> That's Airwolf. One of the best theme songs ever. How did he find a? Uh, how did he find an empty, empty 
chunk of rock to land a helicopter in and turn it into a base. That's what oh, I that want was, to know. That was the organization that was helping him out. Because in, oh. be- in the beginning... Excuse me. Airwolf was designed by this company, and they hired Hawk because he was like supposed to be the best uh, pilot or whatever, right? Stringfellow Hawk. Oh, yeah, Stringfellow. That was his and name. And they had the guy with the patch that would talk to him all the time. But yep. the but the patch was over his eyeglasses, which really didn't make a whole lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember that? I've never seen I one do. episode of this. You've never seen Airwolf? Oh, no. That's just so with awesome. You. Like Shannon Doherty had her start in that show. Ernest Borgnine's in it. You hey, got... I have a question for you. Didn't they have like the evil Stringfellow Hawk too? And it was just uh, whatever his name was. <laughs> I don't right? know. It's, yeah, it was like his twin brother, supposedly, yeah. and he flew a helicopter, and they did the exact same thing in Knight Rider. Oh, uh, yeah. With, oh, with Carr. Carr. Kitten Carr. Right. What, what did Carr stand for? I don't know, but it was two-tone. Yeah. And that's made, hey, people that's in the different. chat. Hey, would people in the chat, what did Carr stand for? K-A-R-R. We're going we're gonna to get a little interactive chat going here. But, you know, speaking of that, Steve, uh, you're around our age, but I think you're a little bit older than me. Maybe. I think he's my age. Yeah. Like I'm 49. Oh, I'm 47. Yeah, so Airwolf would have been, in 85, you wouldn't have been interested in that either. You're probably more interested in girls than f- foot baseball or something. Airwolf, that what, what year was I at? 85. Airwolf? Yeah. 85. See, I was probably trying to think what I was watching back then. I was more of a family ties kind of guy. Oh yeah. That was yeah. That was a good yeah. show. Yeah, it was a good show. And then um Growing I can't remember pains. what else I was watching. Didn't catch in much airwolf. I was I heard you mention Knight Rider, watched a few episodes of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh the Hoff. <laughs> Duke's a hazard. <laughs> Steve, well, I was watching Duke's, Duke's a hazard and uh, Steve was watching Dallas, apparently. Yeah. I just found out that a lot of the jumps in Dukes of Hazard were little, tiny, little models of the car, which completely destroys everything. No, for me. are you yes, serious? What? Don't tell me that. <laughs> I'm like, I thought they these were always a real car. Well, they actually did have like seven or eight generalies that did actually jump. Right, but I. And if you so, look at that show and you go back and you watch the dash color, that's the giveaway. Oh, really? Because the dash changes from like black to like beige. And then back to black again. <laughs> you know what? Isn't it funny when you guys get older? I was uh, I just bought the Blu-ray for Smokey and the Bandit. Right? Oh, cool. And when I'm a kid, I the most exciting part was when he jumps that Trans Am over the, the broken down bridge. Yeah. You remember what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. So when you're a kid, you're like, yeah, this, this part's coming up. He's going to jump the bridge. And I put in the Blu-ray and I'm watching it. He's about to jump the bridge and he launches that Trans Am in the air. And as he's coming down, I'm thinking, Oh my God! This is gonna ruin that beautiful car. Yeah, <laughs> so I can think about. I'm not thinking this is the greatest like, thing. You ever. know they did Don't too. Ruin the Trans Am. You, you know they did. It's just oh, yeah. you know they think it, and like the axle probably broke and the you know. And it reminds me of the Bond movie. Uh, was it Live and Let Die? Maybe or Spy Who Loved Me, where he does the the flip with the car on the bridge. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. They actually built a special car for that trick. Wow. But yeah, it had to be perfectly weighted, so they cut the car in half and made it a little bit wider and it's, it's like perfectly symmetrical. You're ruining my childhood, Adam. Steve, uh, Steve, do you agree that Smoking the Bandit is the greatest film that's ever been made? <laughs> One of them. <laughs> One of them. <laughs> what is your favorite film, actually? Very political. <laughs> um, I'm trying to... I like... Uh, well, I'm like the uh, 
Indiana Jones movies oh, are yeah. probably one of the top ones. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and and the Back of the Futures are up there too. And yes. Star Wars. I kind of all those. Oh yeah. Right in my wheelhouse there. I just got a a answer to who Carr was in the uh, chat. It's uh, what Kick Ass Arcade Radio. No. no. <laughs> Kick that guy out of chat. <laughs> We can't. It's Randy. He's like our second listener. <laughs> Sorry, Randy. <laughs> You're fired. Randy. You can no longer listen to the show. <laughs> <laughs> You're punished this You're week. You're banned. <laughs> yeah, where is Ryan? Ryan should be listening to this show. Whatever. So, um, what do you uh, what do you got next for us in the lineup here? Mark? Top five songs, right? Top five songs. We'll get Top through five this. Songs. And, then, and we're going to move to Steve. All right. So, hold, on. Top five I, I gotta, hold on. Hold on. I got to prep my voice for singing all these. Go ahead. <laughs> I hope not. Okay. Number five. <laughs> if you love somebody, really, you ought to set them free by staying. Free, free, set them free. Oh. You know, he howls a lot in his this album. Really? And, and that song really sort of, if you're a tambourine player, you're, you want you want to do this song. <laughs> and uh duran duran one of my favorite bands of the time what a view I? to a kill i love that song by the way Me too. this day this is the first bond movie i ever got to go see um in the theater i think that was probably one of mine too or it was octopussy first well, that was before this one, yeah. Okay, I saw Octopus. But this is the first one I went to with my dad, and it was sort but of. Listen a, to that bass line, you guys. You ever? Yeah. It's like the Power Station to me. That's probably oh, one of the best it's bands it's a, ever. Power Station that, that, is half right. of Duran Duran. Because Simon oh. Lebon um, went off and did um, Arcadia, Arcadia with um, Election Day. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And then yeah, no. the other half of Duran Duran went and formed Power, uh, Power Station with Robert Palmer. Oh, but that, oh, they have some of the best songs. That whole bass and the, yeah. oh, just killer. I love Get It On, Bang A Gong. That's oh, one of the yeah. best songs ever. I'm going to play that when the show's over. It's not on this list. Number three, You Give Good Love by Whitney Houston. No, pass. The interesting thing about <laughs> this, I know this one. This is her debut album. And this was probably one of her debut songs. But I don't remember it. But listen to her pipes, man. She's got amazing pipes. Not anymore. Oh, come on. Want to slow dance, Dan? Yeah, I don't remember this at all. I can't believe it's like number three. Three? Yeah. Oh, wait. Bridge. Nope, still don't know it. I probably turned it off every time it came on. It's a ballad. I'm not. Uh, we weren't into that. So, but this next song, I have distinct recollections of sitting at a red light and blasting this as loud as possible when the light turned green. Shout by Tears for Fears. Yeah. I just saw these guys last month, the month before. Shout, shout, let it all out. How were they? Did you like that concert? They hold up. Yeah, they were great. Um, actually, they um were with um. Hall and Oates. So that's a good double. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that actually. It was good. Uh, actually, I liked the Tears for Fears show better than the Hall and Oates show because the Hall and Oates one, even though they're very talented and have this huge catalog, uh, you know, 
Daryl Hall has his own show live from Daryl's house, and he does a lot of inviting a guest, and they play songs, and it's really fun. Um, but they riff a lot, you know. They kind of they kind of go off in different directions, and so they played almost nothing like it was on the album. So it was a, like long twenty minute versions of every song, and so and t- but Tears for Fears had a solid set, and um, and Roland, the uh, lead singer, um, did. Uh, Creep, which uh, he uh, he did back in the '90s um, live, so that was fun to hear him do that again. So they they do, they usually do one of two covers. They either do Creep um, or they do um, Billie Jean by Michael Jackson, which is interesting. Re- really Billie odd. Jean. Yeah, it's a totally you wouldn't you have to look it on YouTube because it's completely different than Michael Jackson's uh, Billie Jean. So kind of like uh, Chris Cornell's version of Billie Jean. Very weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's in fact, it's probably inspired by the Cornell one now that you mention mm-hmm. it, but yeah, I'm right. about to go see guns and roses. Cause I got tickets oh, yeah. for my wife Sunday. for my birthday and I am not impressed with what I'm seeing on YouTube. Oh no. Uh, Axel, Axel hasn't, uh, Axel hasn't held up well over the years. <laughs> go for the show. Not for Axel. <laughs> yeah. And then, Last, the last, the number one, Every Time You Go Away by Paul Young. Very sad. Oh, I hate this song. How did that get to be number one? Uh, I'm going to be seeing him August 17th. He's part of the Retro Futura tour. And he'll be playing his three songs. Katrina of Katrina and the Waves will be playing her three songs. Modern English will be there. Men Without Hats will be there. And headlining is Howard Jones. So... State oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's actually uh, going to be a lot I of fun. Li- I like it when they're not on for too long because then they're going to play. I made this song for my son, and nobody <laughs> else likes it but my son. Please don't, like, Kenny Loggins. Yeah, it'll leave. be fun. Oh, I like Kenny Loggins. Oh, oh my God, you got to go to a Kenny Loggins concert. It's excruciating. <laughs> <laughs> it's excruciating. Yes. <laughs> All right, we're done. That's the back to the cage segment. So I guess that means we're moving on. Oh, we're going to interview the man. The man. Be our guest. Be our guest. Put our service to the test. terrible <laughs> <laughs> we do that intro for everybody it's um that's cool we're trying to make like you that. you know feel special so hey sound like a one of those beatles fans like, like, like <laughs> girls screaming that's what i expected <laughs> everybody's on girls everybody in the chat's like bring on the weeby there he is <laughs> we got a yes i think that so um well, actually, tell us a little bit about um, where you grew up and how you got into Donkey Kong. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, I grew up in Bellevue, Washington, um, suburb of Seattle. Okay. And um, so I've been born and raised in the Seattle area. So I uh, started playing video games back uh, Well, my dad bought us a, remember the Pong Oh, yeah, I, I have one. Hook uh, up to your TV. Yeah, we had. I remember going into Jafco or some uh, JCPenney somewhere, electronics, 
Sears section of a store, and yeah, and we and we my dad bought us some of those pong games. This was probably like 1975. Yeah, so we played that for a little bit. Black uh, and white or color? That was cool. It was uh, white, black and white. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Is that yeah? And then uh, then we got sick of that. Then we uh, the arcade started coming out. Where um, I think uh, Space Invaders and Asteroids were the the big the the first ones that I remember playing in the arcades. So I I got I never could master Space Invaders. That was tough on me. But Asteroids are did okay with that one. And then um, Pac-Man, finally we got a game that had a little bit more color. Yeah, Pac-Man yeah came exactly. Out <laughs> Honestly. In 1980 and had a little bit of music to go with it. Um, True. And I and I looked up, I went to the bookstores back then, would have like the little books in the racks and he could, had all the um, cheats for the games, or the, not the cheats, but the little tricks and patterns. So I just remember uh, looking at the book for Pac-Man and memorized the pattern for um, the, the first levels up to the, whatever, the ninth keyboard, and you'd have to get to the a different pattern for the rest of the game. Then, So I did okay with Pac-Man, and I um, remember some guys talking about Donkey Kong. I hadn't played it. I hadn't even seen it yet, and they were, there was a big buzz about it. So I uh, remember going to a pizza place, and had, they had a Donkey Kong machine there, and I plucked a quarter in there and, um, you know, died within a couple seconds of course and <laughs> yeah. started pl- playing more and more and eventually i was getting to third elevators on my first in the first band sometimes and at that point there's not many people that knew how to get by that that screen so basically my high scores was around like eighty five thousand, ninety thousand. because once you got to that screen screen it was you were kind of dead so uh once in a while to get lucky and get by that screen but um then eventually I was figured out a little bit how to get past it. This was still back in 1985 or it's kind of phasing out of, out of video games, but I still was playing Donkey Kong just a little bit and got to scores around 200,000. And then I just kind of left video games for a while and then I uh, picked it back up and in college, I got my own machine and I had a bunch of fraternity brothers would come into my room and play by probably about five or six of us would play Donkey Kong. And I started getting like higher up, higher scores and 300, 400,000, eventually getting to the 500,000 and 600,000, 700,000. And I took the game homework during the summer and I got into the 800,000s and I got to the screen where I was just walking along and and then Mario was just standing there and then he just tumbled and died and I didn't know what happened. I thought, <laughs> there was an invisible, like a certain level that there was invisible barrels. Like you just have to kind of know oh, where yeah. they were and just have to <laughs> jump at the right time. But hang on just a second. So when you thought there were invisible barrels, you, you that's what my first okay. gut instinct was. Did, yeah. Did you like then run to all your friends and go, dudes, I just made it to this level. And I think there's invisible barrels. Well, I didn't have any friends that were playing the game, so oh. I didn't really uh, have anyone to like. Talk <laughs> That's to too bad. <laughs> I was just living at home as like a, as like my junior year of college, and I was just hanging upstairs. Uh, my dad had me let me put the game upstairs. We had this room where we, um, how did like you I had a pool pool table, and so I just sit up there and listen to Rush play Donkey Kong, <laughs> oh, and then yeah. nice. I was I pretty basically that. just 
slack, slacking the whole summer and then didn't have anybody really to to go run and tell any uh so I just played again and got to the same board and it happened again and then I thought, Okay, maybe it's just there's gotta be some blitz in my game. Like there's my boards sure. something screwed with my board. So, so when I you when you bought the game you you purchased the game and brought it home back then. Yeah. And how much did it cost back, back then? then? I remember paying four hundred dollars for it. Wow! Back then, Not bad. it's a pretty good deal. Yeah, yeah, pretty good deal. Yeah. And, and one of the chatters is asking, "Did you play Tom Sawyer?" That was on the hit. That was on the list. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Tom Sawyer was one of the ones I played. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of, have you seen the Ready Player One trailer that just came out? No, I did not. I haven't seen that. I think that you're going to like it. Because half the trailer has uh, Rush in it, but it's also kind of a throwback to the 80s. Yeah. It's pretty crazy stuff. It's got a DeLorean right, in it. Go check it out. So, uh, Steve, we talked a little bit about this off air, but I have a feeling that other people will probably find this as interesting as I did. Um, do you want to tell us the background of, did you have the Donkey Kong Jr. first? Like in the movie King of Kong, you're playing a Donkey Kong Junior cabinet, but a Donkey Kong board in it. What was the uh, what was the story behind that? Yeah, that that wasn't put into the. I think the original um, version of the King of Kong had this backstory in it, but um, I was told that they they played it for an audience or, or or some people, and and that this part of the story just went over people's heads because they couldn't understand it. So what I originally bought was a uh, after I sold my regular Donkey Kong back in 1991 or two, um, I looked up the video, uh, like the internet wasn't around or, or like in the, in the ni- early nineties, at least I didn't have, I don't think it was up and running yet, but later, like around 1990, trying to think what year it would have been late 90s, 1990s. Uh, I just happened to go on once I, uh, got a, a computer. I just looked at, uh, Googled or whatever, not Googled, but looked for Donkey Kong World Record, and I found out it was Billy Mitchell had the score at eight hundred seventy-nine thousand or something in that range. So it's like a Yahoo search that. or Excite. <laughs> What's that again? You were searching on the internet back I was then. Searching on the internet, yeah, yeah. So, so it was I don't like remember what the search Yahoo it was like AOL, Vista or web something. crawler. <laughs> yeah, something like AOL dot com or something. Sure. Steve um, took a break from his MySpace profile to, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. True story. So he has so, a MySpace page. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So I, uh, figured out that I could get the high score. So I went and, and also wanted to get the junior record. So I learned about what they, some guy had developed what's called a double Donkey Kong board, which plays both games. Um, so I, and the only way to get that board is to convert a Donkey Kong Jr. Uh, board to a double Donkey Kong. A, a Donkey Kong board won't convert. So the kit was for a Donkey Kong Jr. board. So I bought a cabinet Donkey Kong Jr. Um, then I converted this uh, Donkey Kong board to a double Donkey Kong. And I specifically was talking on the phone to the guy who developed it and said, I'm, I'm going for world records here. I, I, or is this going to be a problem? Is there anything that you did with the code that's affecting the gameplay? You said, no, it's all out of the, the code is it's 
is not affected. What I did is everything is acting outside of the game. So I go, okay, should be good. So I uh, first I I got the Donkey Kong Junior record, and I submitted that score. And Walter Day, I remember, was kind of slow. I think he was the only one, as far as like reviewing records and things. Um, I, I submitted and didn't hear back from him. I ended up like, calling him, and then he said, "Yeah, I've been really busy with some legal matters." And so then I got I went for the Donkey Kong score and got that score. Submitted that. And um, I, I remember them, like, since no one had really been submitting these scores, they thought, um, like, who is this Steve Weeby guy? You know, is this legit? So um, they ended up, someone uh, was reviewing the tapes that I'd sent in, and they heard the, the sound effects for Double Donkey Kong are the Junior's motion. So when Junior climbs a vine, it makes a kind of a high-pitched squeak. So someone noticed when Mario was walking on my games, he was making the sound of Junior when Junior climbs vines. So they they knew about the do- double Donkey Kong, and Robert Merzak had already uh, reviewed my score, and, and and he thought, okay, this guy's trying to cheat cheat by you know not stating what that's the double Donkey Kong, and thought I was trying to pull a fast one over him. So at, at that point, they were very leery of whatever I'd submitted. So I said, okay, I'll, I'll, I got the a regular Donkey Kong board that was uh, actually paid for by Roy Schilt. And this, was, this part's in the movie. Um, it was an arcade owner in Utah, I believe, at, that sent me the board. But since Roy paid for it, Roy put his return address on it. So if it didn't get to me, then it would just get shipped back to Roy. And that's where when uh, Brian Q came in the garage that one that one afternoon, he saw the that box that the board came in. So then they were thinking I was in cahoots with Roy, trying to you know manufacture these these uh, doctored boards and try to beat Billy. So oh, so you were at that point. Not that, only did you have a uh, <laughs> modified board, but you were manufacturing them. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was like a doctor, like a, I was just doctoring up, like in a like a, a laboratory, basically, yeah, mm-hmm. cooking up these boards. But um, that wasn't true at all. <laughs> Speaking of <laughs> doctoring up, didn't you have like a lab cameo in the movie Pixels? Yeah, I had I had a scene where um, uh, Josh Gad came over and he was I was working at a lab station and he um picked up the remote for this drone that was on my table and it, he played with it and he sent it towards this bank of electronics and there was I remember they had to have some explosions hooked up and there was stunt people in this room I wasn't in the room when the explosives went off but so I thought hey cool this scene's going to be really cool and then they ended up not using the scene but yeah. I'm still in the credits I don't get it, but so I'm, I'm a, <laughs> oh, well, that's awesome. Funny. <clears throat> and yep. when I met you the first time you were at the mall America promoting that. So, um, yeah. And you played for, I did get to hang out with, sorry, go ahead. And you played for the whole day on my, on my Donkey Kong machine going for the world record. Yeah, that was a, that was a great venue. There was, 
they had me set up on the on the ground floor, and then people were up in the balconies, kind of where it circled. Yeah, he's in the... I had a good time. I didn't really. Um, the the world record was never in jeopardy. <laughs> I didn't play to to that level at that point. I wasn't in, in really great game game shape, but I just felt you know I'd just go for it, and you never know, I might get lucky and hit the world record. But um, it was just fun to be at, be out there and. Um, and visit Minnesota. I've been there actually to Minneapolis during the, um, when the uh, King of Kong came out in, in 2007, there was some film festivals I was flying around and there was one, I can't remember the, which um, theater I went to out there. Maybe if you threw some names out there, I'd remember the name of it, but yep, I remember the going out there. theater probably. It might've been the uptown. Yeah. So I was yep. out there and then do the Q and a session in, in Minneapolis. So that was, so this is my second time I was out there. So um, that's a good good city. Yeah, we we live here. Uh, yeah, most of us. Mark lives in <laughs> Houston. I mean, I my wife's family's over there. <clears throat> yeah, so you have to come here once in a while. Hey, I have a question. <laughs> so uh, I recently sure. saw uh, King of Arcades with Richie Richie Knuckles. Yeah, and and I noticed. That uh, the part of the ritual at the end of the thing at the tournament is that he puts you up on his shoulders and then he runs around in the room. So, <laughs> my question is: yeah. <laughs> Do you feel do you feel confident when you're up there, or you're like, oh, I hope I don't fall off or anything? <laughs> well, one time, yeah, there was one time where I did, I wasn't sure if I was going to stay up there. I was worried I was going to come down, but um, he's pretty strong, and I was kind of. Yeah, I'm kind of a little leery actually when I'm up on someone's shoulders. Yeah, I was scared. <laughs> I was like, Dude, that guy Definitely. Donkey Kong will don't fall down. <laughs> yeah, that's I the only weird there's question. Like a, there's a there's actually a little um, I can't remember the name of the, the pail garbage pail kids. Is that the right name of that? Yeah, those those cards. Yeah, um, someone made a little garbage pail kid of me and uh, and Richie. I'm on his his shoulders and it says wobbly weedy on it. So it's kind of funny that oh. I'd have to find out. So if you could look it up, you might see that, that image. Cool. I'm okay. So I got right a, little, I got a more normal question. Um, as of February this year, the twin galaxies roster for DK champs looks, uh, it's got about 20 people on it and you're at number 18, 18. Yeah. I'm, yep. I'm going down. Right. But you know, it's funny is that I feel like, not until that film came along, uh, King of Kong, uh, that this race really wasn't on at all. Do you? Do you? What yeah. Do you once, go ahead. Oh, I was, I was going to say. I think once something gets um, attention, then a lot of people are going for it. It's going to bring out the scores are going to go up and up. And um, you know, I haven't been going for any record on it so yeah naturally i'm going to be going down the charts so yeah this I, I'm, that's cool i'm glad that um king of kong has inspired people to, to to play the game that's great and um i'm happy to be 18th maybe one day i'll try to get over but, uh, i don't know if i can break wes's record it's pretty pretty high right now um, i have to dedicate probably 12 hours a day to, to break the current world record, but um, oh, I'd like to get move up the record. I'd like to be in the top ten again, at least. 
but it's still hard to, to find time to play at that level. If you're not playing, you know, at least four or six hours a day, you're not going to, you're not going to get it up to the standard that you need to be to get in the top 10. And so it's cool to see everyone um, playing the game and hope it continues. The Kong offs have really helped, uh, to, to bring people out and, and, uh, kind of share, share ideas. And there's forums that people go on and share, share their strategies. So it's very cool. That's awesome. I think I think it's interesting that uh, we've had quite a few world record holders that we've interviewed now on the show, and all of them say pretty much the same thing: how much time you have to dedicate to a thirty-year-old game, you know, ten, twelve hours a day just to uh, get in enough, yeah, time and reps and everything that you're going to have a <laughs> a solid chance at getting a world record on these. That's just mind. It's mind blowing to me. That's a question that I asked um, Lon on the last show too. Is like, what are the requirements to compete these days at that level? So, like, what how, what mindset do you have to get into? Like you said, twelve hours. Do you break that up? How do you how do you do it? Yeah, when I was playing it, I would at least spend six hours, four or six hours. I played two solid games, but now you probably have to play four a day just to you know get your chops up. So. It's kind of like if if you're a um, professional golfer, like if you're going to hit a hole-in-one, you're going to have to be playing the game every day, shooting at the pin, you know, maybe 200 times a day. And then you're going to hit a hole-in-one eventually. I mean, but you got to have the skill level up to a, to a point where you're going to have a reasonable chance to hit a hole-in-one. You can't just go up there, take two shots at it, and expect to hit a hole-in-one. So it's kind of like, with Donkey Kong, you're not going to just play a casual game every once in a while and expect to get the high score. You have to play to where your your games, your skill levels at top notch, and then from that point, it's just a matter of getting a lucky game. That's kind of what the way that I'd have to approach it. So, like when you were doing your thing in 2015 and the world record attempt at the Mall of America was in front of that live large very large live audience actually there was a lot of people in the rotunda that day yeah and all gathered like you said on every tier i took a picture i'll send it to you um but it's i have a giant panorama picture um of everyone that had gathered around they really promoted that quite well and um but how do you prepare for a public attempt then yeah that's kind of Different animal. Kind of two schools of thoughts. Because, um, like, you don't know if, if you want to really, like, try to burn out before the, the game. I think it's probably better to um, play several games, you know, get kind of where your skills are up, but then maybe take a few days off before the event. Because um, I've had at times where if I've been playing right up to the event and the, right the night before, then you got to play the event you're kind of burning yourself out. So it's probably good to get a few days of, of break from the game. Um, so that's probably the best for a public public event to kind of just give yourself a few days away from the game. So Steve, when you, uh, when you started this whole endeavor, I mean, school teacher, normal guy, uh, musician, and you're like, hey, I'm just going to you know play this Kong game. And then you go get the world record, you get put into a movie, and you're introduced to um, this gaming culture. Was it a shock to you 
I mean, did you think, wow, these people are just <laughs> off their rockers trying to, you know, compete at this level and the people are bizarre? Or did you feel like you fit in? What What was it like for you? I felt we shared the same uh, passion for video games. So um, it didn't surprise me that there was people out there that were going for records, but I didn't understand the whole um, culture that existed when I was just playing in my garage. Um, I never knew there was a whole bunch of people that were into the games. So it was a, it was, it was a shock to know that this culture existed, but I understood and had a, we had a common thread that we enjoyed the classic video games, but I definitely came from a different angle. I was, um, just, I don't know. It just seemed like I didn't quite fit into everything that they did, but we definitely shared that common interest of video games. That's cool. You, you talk about passion, and I think in 2010 at the Northwest Pinball Arcade Show, you talked about persistence and passion uh, <clears throat> relating to playing Donkey Kong. What other uh, things in your life do you have you had that same persistence in? Is, is Donkey Kong because we know you you got that world record you work towards it you know everybody knows the story if you haven't watch King of Kong or watch uh, <clears throat> any number of other documentaries or anything that's out there with this competition but tell us a little bit about what other things you've had that same persistence in yeah with um, like basketball when I played basketball I would probably spend hours in the gym just shooting I love shooting baskets and I was passionate to um, of you know wanting to to make baskets, it seemed like that was the coolest thing. If you're in a basketball game and you hit a shot, it was just like you felt really good, and you felt like the crowd is you know like if you're uh, Stephen Curry, you know how he hits those long threes, and that's just a cool feeling if people are cheering for you when you hit drain those long jump shots. So I was was working on my jump shot with a lot of passion, um, playing baseball, pitching, really had a passion for you know the competitive of going head head to head with a batter, trying to get him out. Um, music, writing music. I put a lot of hours into that. Um, so I, I made a, a few records that, you know, didn't go anywhere, of course, but it's still satisfying <laughs> to have something that you worked hard and have, have it, um, a, a copy of, of my music that I can always enjoy for myself. If I don't, um, if no one else, <laughs> but um, those are some of the things that yeah, this takes a lot of time, commitment, and passion um, to keep with it. If you don't have the passion, you're just gonna, you know, the people that want to be an astronaut when they're like seven years old, you know, they're just saying it. But then once it push comes to shove, do they really are passionate about it? Then they don't really pursue it being an astronaut. So those are the I mean, those are the kinds of things that that keep you going and. And if you have the natural talent, usually that will keep you motivated too. If you, if it's hard to keep stick to something if uh, if you're not really natural sure. to that, it just takes it's kind of a burnout if you're just not seeing any development or improvement. So having a natural gift at something will help with the passion, and then with that, you'll um, be persistent. So we saw that, that you, just makes you yeah. So we saw that That's you right. you play the drums, right? Yeah. And you play the piano. Yeah, I play by ear. I'm more of a, my first instrument's drums, but I, I do 
write on I write music on the piano, but I don't read music, so it's just kind of you're Paul McCartney plain. That what, he doesn't read music either. Does he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when he started out, he didn't he couldn't read music. He he could write it, but it wasn't. Yeah, he writes it. That's interesting. One difference: he sold a few more records than I have. Oh. I think. <laughs> hey, can we buy your records? Do you have records He's, for sale? Yeah, I have a vinyl record. What? No, I, cool. I, I wish it. I think the vinyls are coming back, aren't they? A little bit, but um, I have a CD that I. It was out on what's um, I signed up for a distribution uh, on like iTunes and Amazon. Um, but I didn't, you know, have to renew it every year. So eventually I just let it expire. But I think you could probably maybe find my song somewhere out there on YouTube. I think someone might have put one on YouTube there's, or something. Uh, but, there's a CD that says The Riverside. Yeah, yeah that's that was the, my second CD I, I, I put out. And then I put a third one out just like a couple of years ago. And then and I just kind of felt I've done three albums that's, you know, if I get inspired again to make another one, but I will. But at this point, I think I've all the music that I have in me is I have songs I could still still record oh. that I've written. But but um, I think at this point I'm just gonna yeah take a break if I happen to get inspiration to to do a fourth album. I would. You need to have a muse. I know Walter Dan. Go ahead. You need to have a muse. Some something to inspire you someone to inspire you yeah for yeah to get yeah to write music and record you have to have something uh inspire you but i'm I'm sure i'll get inspired again because i so for, like for 40 some years i've been totally like over the top passionate about writing and <laughs> playing music do you get so money I'm, if i buy I'm this sure cd cool. say that one more time do you get money if i buy this cd on amazon I think if, those uh, are resellers. Signed up. Yeah, if if it's on, there might be those might be resales. But like if, yeah, if I had still my uh, account was up and I had paid my dues, then I would get some money. I think at this point, I don't, I don't, I don't see anything. It says audio Although CD, think, ten bucks Prime. It's like through Amazon. If I click on this right now, you're gonna get money. You're gonna get like ten cents. Think so? I'll get ten cents. Yeah, I know. I see. Like, I do have. Uh, money coming in, like I get like a cent for every stream or something. So I've I've looked in the account that I haven't been paying into, um, and I'm still getting a little money coming. Like I'll get every couple months, I'll see three cents in there. So I'll make three cents every few months. Jeez, <laughs> <Jeez>, nice! Wow. <laughs> They're like in their contract, it says we have to pay you something, but we have stock of your CD, so we're gonna sell it till it's out. <laughs> yep, that's exactly yep. Yeah. That's funny. Oh, I yeah. So, um, anyway, back to uh, uh the interview because I'm totally veering off into left field. Um, hey, did Mark have another question? Something like that. Um, my next question is about the Atari VC uh, Stampede. Oh, that that game. Yeah, I remember it was someone had a setup for Stampede, and I just played it, and they uh. Ver- they verified the score and they submitted it, so I didn't really have a. I'm not, I wasn't really a dedicated Stampede player. But you, you so got that, a world record though, right? It wasn't a world record. No, it was like I'm like 150th <laughs> on the list or somewhere. <laughs> have you improved was, your score? No, I never even 
submitted to the store. It was just, it was kind of like a little side thing at an event that I was at. And I just went over there and played it, and the person logged it into the Twin Galaxies. <laughs> it was a Twin Galaxies rest I was doing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so it's kind of funny that I'm still on that list. <laughs> I'm going to take your Stampede <laughs> score down this week. I'm going to go do it. Yeah. <laughs> take, it wouldn't take much effort to do that. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a very high score. Hey, who plays Stampede anyway? Does it, does it, uh, can you, how do you play that game? Dude, that game is fun. Atari. Yeah, I know, right? There's, yeah, there's these, I can't remember, but you're on like a cowboy and you're on a horse and there's some, there's a bull that can't get by you or something. If it passes you, you're supposed to wrangle it and throw it backwards and round up the other, um, the, the cows that are you're just kind of herding the cows and there's a black bull if I remember correctly that's kind of the nemesis that you're trying to to uh, defeat so that was go ahead yeah I got uh, my plumbers right here so can I come back in like two minutes yeah yep. absolutely we'll just take okay. a, a little break here chat for a minute okay, I'll be right back station break Anybody in the chat who's wanting to ask questions, now is the time to put them in. Um, let's see. Well, there are questions for Steve. Aaron Sanders was asking if if Steve owned a copy of Mr. Awesome magazine, I think. <laughs> Mr. Oh, awesome. Yes, we have that. talking about? That's yeah. That's a great question. I think that's kind of a dig. Is we... <laughs> Isn't that the one where Mr. Awesome is nude or something? Hey, when he gets back, let's do the name of the game thing. Um, okay. I want to ask him if he wants any other video games. Oh, wants it uh, like a collection? Yeah. No. If he just go buy, if he had to go buy another video game right now, if he would, if he thinks about it, what would he get? Oh, okay. Yeah, for sure. It's kind of fun. The so and I was going to do the name game again. We do this occasionally, but we're going to give him some names like the Metro Brian Koo and have him do a response so let's when he comes back let's alternate those names I'll okay st i'll start off with the mitchell and then dan can say brian and then you can say mr awesome and then maybe maybe you could ask about that okay deal 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 the, the is he back are you back steve the crowd is get i bet he's gotta get a little low <coughs> download of what's gonna go down in his basement you got a really big problem down here. <laughs> so I'm staring, at, I'm staring at my cloak and dagger, you guys. And I uh, put a kick plate on the front of it, the kick plate sticker, you know, that's yep. supposed to go on the front of that thing. And I have the original um, parts that I took off this thing. Um, Wait a second. When I was going to strip it. Turn on your video. What? Okay. You got to check this out. This is funny. Yeah. Maximizing Dan. You know what I was also thinking might be fun? One of these days, we should have like a... Hold on. Arcade Hold on. i got to take off my ears here. Hold on. All right. I'm, I'm making Dan the presenter. All right. I'm bringing you guys with me as we walk over here. All right. See how far I can go with this. Look at this. Yeah. Aaron at, Sanders. Yes. An Italian plumber. His name is Mario. <laughs> oh, can, can you is guys? Is that original defender? Well, it's a defender, but um, look at the color difference between the the uh, kick plate and the control panel. Wait a minute. Oh, are we it's looking yellow? At, what are we looking at? That's cloak, cloak and dagger. And dagger. Where's the marquee? 
I thought that it's thing was done. It's a project. It's done. Oh. See? Here's Journey too. Right next to it. On the floor. You trying to do kill yourself? Why? Is hey, that by the you... way, look at that mouse trap joystick. Oh, this is the back here. room. This is your office. Yeah. This is the this this stage. I got my crawl and frogger, frogger and see. Sweet. This is my little office area. You're only like 20, 30 minutes for me. Why is it dark? What are you talking about? I'm in the basement. I'm looking out your window. Arcades in the basement. You have blacked out windows? Yeah, you want to. What? It's dark out. It's still light out up here. I got woods in my backyard. Oh. (laughs) One word response. Yep. Something like that. So Dan Reed is no longer presenting. You should have been there for the movie, by the way. Who? You. I can't watch the Ricky Richie Knuckles movie twice. Well, oh, oh speak- I didn't know you'd already seen it. That's cool. Speaking of Richie Knuckles, is of King of Arcades is going to be on the show. Don't be giving away our secrets. I am. I got. We got a promo. Oh. We got to do a station break. It's Arcade Radio. Oh, why don't you play our uh, bumper from Buckner? ArcadeRadio.com. I don't have that bumper set up. Did he do a bumper for us? He sure yeah. did. He did, and it was pretty damn So good. did Todd. We got to get everybody to do bumpers. We'll just play bumpers for the whole show. Just bumper show. What's that? Rubber baby wow. buggy bumpers? Some Zarzadek bumpers? Zarzadek bumpers. Zarza bumpers? Oh, we should. Yeah, I got to make sure. Let me see. What that... Okay, so uh, Arcade Radio, ArcadeRadio.com, right? You're asking me? It's just, yeah, it's your show. What? My show. So Facebook.com slash Arcade Radio. Yeah. Check that one out. That's pretty fun. Lots of stuff on there. What are you trying to get our four it's listeners to know all this stuff? To React at ArcadeRadio.com if you want to send an email. No one sends emails. I know. No. There's some activity on the Facebook page quite a bit. What's snap face? Let me go look at that. There's a Zima Zarzadek video, apparently. Yeah, he drinks an entire glass of, I mean, <laughs> a glass bottle? bottle of Zima. Yes. <laughs> like three seconds. In 30 seconds? Oh, three seconds. It's very fast. Can we play it on the show? It goes downhill after that. Oh, his whole channel is G rated. Uh, Zarzadek. Zarz. He doesn't come up in the search right away. Zarzadek? I'm pretty sure he's the only one. <laughs> Introducing episode 00001.1. That's Zarzadek's first episode? Yeah, the Zima one I think is 19. Okay. No, uh, British, he's just helped talking to his plumber, Mario. What was his question? He thinks he showed up too late. Oh, yeah, it's not over. We're he, he's having issues Look, with his plumber. If uh, if you guys want to be entertained, follow Mark at Ninety Minute Tape on Twitter and check out his uh, Nintendo collection. Pretty sweet picture there, Marcus. Yeah, I rearranged that room. Those things were in different corners in that room, and it was annoying me. And so today I trudged through there and put them in a row. I would actually respect that more if you converted them all to Popeye. All right. 
I did check my Popeye board to make sure it wasn't a skyskipper. I was very sad. <laughs> I found the it's the Zara deck. <laughs> Wait, just a second. The music is so catchy. Not bad. Decades. Welcome back to another episode of Is It Alright to Drink That? Uh, in today's episode, <laughs> we're going to drink a drink that uh, was back in the 90s originally released and then it went away somewhere in the middle of the 2000s or so and then it came back and I'm pretty excited about it because it's alcoholic and as you may think that I'm uh, you know, trying to be uh, kind of crafty about what it is, I'm going to tell you right now. It's Zima. Zima, you know, which is French for, uh, you know, the back of your foot. <laughs> I don't know if that's what it is. So here we got Zima. It's it's, um, what do they call it here? It's a refreshing citrus beverage. Uh, so that must mean it comes from the citrus tree. And, uh, you know, I've never seen a citrus tree before. Uh, but, you know, I've, I've seen pictures of tropical vacations, and I'm sure it's lovely. So here we go. Uh, this is probably going to need something for me to open it up. So I'm going to use my, my handy uh, CSI Las Vegas uh, bottle opener I carry with me all the time. Finally get to use it. It's about time. You know how long I've been keeping it in his pocket? It's been like months. All right. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, remind me to clean that thing out every once in a while. All right, here it goes. All right, we got it open. It didn't spit it out of me. I guess this bottle cap is made out of made out of metal. That's good to know. Recycle that. All right, here we go. Zima! Yeah, in Italian, Zima is the word that you yell up to your girlfriend when she doesn't come down fast enough. Zima! Zima! <laughs> now I bet my neighbor heard that and he's like, whose voice is that? All right, look, as you can see, it's transparent. It's clear. There's a lot of bubbles in it. Looking pretty good there, right? No contaminants or anything. That's looking really good, people. All right, here it goes. All right, Bob Zarzadek and Zima. Mark, you got to take a breath there, buddy. That's smooth. <laughs> it's not exactly what I would call a beer, but, you know, it, it'd do the job. You drink four or five of these, I'm sure that you'd be everybody's friend or something. Woo-wee, I don't know. Can't quite put my finger on the, you know, on what the exact flavor is, but, yeah, you know, I sense that it is a Florida native drink of some kind. <sighs> oh, wow, you know, this is pretty good. This is much better than drinking those milky drinks and the stupid pickles. What was up with that thing? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this may be the first episode I drank the whole drink before the end of the episode. As a matter of fact, let's put up some time lapse. Let's do it. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Alright, well to check out the rest of that video, go to oh Bob Zarzadek Does Stuff. This channel's on YouTube. He's a subscriber and we're a subscriber. So, you know, you can be a subscriber too. It's kinda like a Dr. Pepper, you know? Wouldn't you like yeah, to be a subscriber? That's what I call a drink. All right. <laughs> he just keeps going. <laughs> he's a, so weird. He is. He's very weird. Do we get Steve back? Steve? Steve. Steve? Oh. Steve? Nope. Okay. The plumber maybe killed him. Maybe he's writing a check out and you got to go find your checkbook because you're a guy and you don't really carry them and you don't know where they are. Right. Does anybody write checks anymore? Do you ever I do. get in behind somebody Only? at like the grocery store and you just get like pissed when they pull out the checkbook? You're like, what am I? This is going to take another 20 freaking minutes. Nope. That doesn't happen anymore, but I do write checks. Oh, you're the guy, huh? I, no. I write them for <laughs> no. storage. You're the guy. You write them for your storage. Uh, hold part? on, I'm gonna write out a check for this 87. Uh, yeah. Hey, excuse me, <laughs> I gotta write a check. <laughs> hold on, I have to balance my freaking oh. check. Do you have a pen? <laughs> <laughs> I've run out of ink. Oh goodness, do you have a pen? <laughs> oh.
<laughs> I, hate, I hate you very much. <laughs> I write mine to my uh, CPA account lady every year. Once a year. You write a check? Yeah. I, refu- I refuse to do business with anybody that wants a check. Well, I, I would I'm pay like, t- do, you, do you have PayPal? And they're like, no. I'm like, get out of here. Well, it's, <laughs> it's either that or pay the 3%. So she takes the check. 3%? Yeah. If you're that hard up for money, the three percent hurts you that bad. Then she's you bigger problems an accountant. <laughs> I know, accountant. Don't take a check. You waste more than three percent going. Not know, if you take a bunch of checks. It's not worth going to the bank. My bank's like a mile away. Still costs you time and money, pal. Yeah, Pally, 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 pa- Pally the Pallerton. Steve, you back? I heard a squeak. Awkward. Do you guys hear water running? Maybe maybe went on a bio break. A what? So a bio break? Don't you guys use that? Bi- yeah, I do. Ryan, bio? bio break. You got to go for bio break. You know, you got to pee. That's biological. <laughs> Don't make me spell it out for you. Wow. P-E-E. <laughs> Why don't you just say I got a P? For some reason, the DMV takes checks, uh, according to Ryan. The DMV? The chat. Yeah. Fuck those guys, too. Whoa. Would you cut that out? Time's I've up. been gone a couple weeks. You guys got to get uh, double trouble from me. You're just going to get fired. You keep doing that. That's okay. You're trying to get fired? I could try to be. Sure. Why not? So now I'm just going to hang up. On just him stop right paying him. and then I'll, I'm going to stop paying you. The glitch has been fixed? Yeah. We're just going to move you to the basement. All right, Mario. Thanks a lot. Fixed up plumbing. Just perfect. Okay. Look at that. All He's right. Back. He's back. All right, I'm back. Sorry, guys. Well, you have no idea what we just went through. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> oh, it was good times. Uh, Bob Zarzadek was back. You'll have to listen to the show, right. uh, you know, after it's edited. Is this so recorded? So I yeah. can go back and listen. I guess it would be right. Yeah, yeah. we're you can listen to it on YouTube. Um, up until I um, edit until it. we make a movie out of it, yeah, and then it. yeah, we'll use puppets. Yeah. All right, Steve. If, right. You, if you had to, uh, if you had the ability to, if you wanted to, what game would you buy right now? If someone said, "I'm going to give you a free arcade game," or the wife said, "Go ahead and go get another arcade game, throw it in the in the garage," what would it be? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, I always wanted to, um, you know, get pop, get the retro on Popeye, maybe Popeye. Oh. I'm, I'm oh. sucker, sucker for Nintendo <laughs> games. For <some> Dan, <laughs> Dan, that, you, you asked the Steve, question. Steve, Steve, you and I were going to be friends, but I, I don't know anymore, buddy. <laughs> That's not, that's not on the list. Dan hates Popeye <laughs> yeah. with a pet. Like the second a episode of, that's or the a third of an episode. Intent of a Donkey Kong cabinet. It's, if you ask me. it's not a Donkey yeah. Kong cabinet. They were dedicated. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> that or, game's hard. Uh, that game's actually brutally hard, though. Isn't it, it is hard. Yeah. Yeah. So, Steve, I have a Donkey Kong, and right one next second, to it, I got to contact my plumber. One second. Oh boy. Here we go. It's Luigi. Okay, good. My plumber had to come back in. Mario's coming back in, so <laughs> he's just gonna check something. Yeah, he's. Um, yeah, no. Well, sec. I was gonna say Galaga too would be another. Oh, okay. One. There you go. 
Is that a better choice? Yeah, I approve of that one. Yeah, I love okay. I love Gal- Galaga. 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 Yeah. That's so funny because nobody, like, do you have the, fir- the first question? Is that Dan again? Yeah. He'll be back. <laughs> first question that people always ask you when you collect arcade games. Oh, do you have Miss Pac-Man? Do you have Galaga? Galaga, yes. yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so, um, uh, what's been the highlight of, <clears throat> say, your um, your touring and doing all these? So you've done a lot of interviews. You've done a lot of, you know, since King of Kong. Um, as for, as, for, as far as your King of Kong our career goes, what's been your what's been the biggest highlight? I think. Well, in the Pixels movie, I got to um, hang out with Adam Sandler a lot. With uh, there was a basketball hoop, and a like a, uh, past the set, there was like actually an indoor, like it must have been like some uh, I don't know fitness club or something. But we got in and played like two on two basketball. It was me and uh, Adam Sandler played against um, one of his friends that's in all his movies. He he's a guy that has his his eye is always wandering to the right or, or whichever direction. Oh, Steve Buscemi? If you watch his movies. No, it's not him. It's another guy. Um, is it yeah, the he U- always has... You can do it! That guy? It might have been. Yeah, that, I think it might be that guy, yeah. So he was, I was playing against him and another guy that was on the... Uh, like a, a tech guy on the set. So that was fun. We, I think we beat him. Like Rob, Rob Schneider. All, all game. No, it wasn't Rob. No, not Rob Schneider. Oh, so it was okay. a different guy. I have to look up his name. But um, so that was that was one of the coolest things playing two on two basketball with Adam Sandler. And then um, trying to think what else happened. Did you? Um, you obviously well, had to meet Chris Columbus then on that film. Yeah, Chris Columbus. Yeah, and his family came on the set once or twice. So yeah, he was really really kind. So it was cool to meet him. Um, and then couple uh concerts we were invited to got uh to hang out with matchbox 20 and met alanis morissette she was the opening um artist for him oh cool uh so and and then we also uh hung out with before uh taylor swift got was as popular as she was today we were like in the elevator with her because um, we went, we got invited to the Rascal Flatts concert and hung out with the oh. musicians with of Rascal Flatts. And at one point, we were in the elevator with Taylor Swift, but she wasn't at the stardom she is now. Otherwise, we wouldn't be in an elevator with me and the, my wife and her. Or, and I think it was Taylor Swift's mom was also with her <laughs> then. So that was kind of an interesting night. Um, was she like so, yeah, 12 then? Or <laughs> What's that again? Was she like 12 she was years old? I think she was... She might have been like 18 or something like that. Yeah. She didn't, I think someone asked her, like, do you know what Donkey Kong is? And she was like, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I no. Think one of the... <laughs> so yeah, there's, there's been some cool things that have happened as a result of the King of Kong. So speaking of name dropping, you know, Chris Columbus also directed um, Goonies. I just want to drop that in there for people that are Goonies fans like me. Um, but um, Yeah, Goonies. No, he did not. 
that's Richard Lester, Richard Donner. Richard Donner directed. Oh, Donner. I'm sorry, Richard Donner. Chris Columbus had something to do with Goonies, though. Like he wrote the script or something. Possibly produced it or something. Okay. Anyway, um, so yeah, uh, no, produced would have been Spielberg, right? I got it all screwed up. Anyway, don't anyone listen to me? I don't know what I'm talking about. So let's play the name of the game or name the well, you know. We'll name some names, and you give us a brief response, one or two word response. <clears throat> and um, I'll start with uh, Billy Mitchell. Um, funny. That was the first thing that came to my head. Actually, I was, that I was trying to, because I think he is funny. He's tongue in cheek, funny. He, he says some things on in the movie that I just kind of like chuckle at. <laughs> That's kind of funny <laughs> you say that. Um, when Adam and I were hanging out with him, he's a totally different person when the camera gets turned on and then when the camera gets turned off he he's hilarious he is very funny yeah he's got a good sense all right uh how about brian kuh brian kuh um kuh. the <laughs> retired <laughs> retired oh that's retired a good that's a good word oh, awesome. i like that yeah youngest retired guy i know <laughs> okay i got one for you mr awesome um, crippled because I've seen him lately, and he can't. He's on a walk. He has a walker. Yeah. Not lately, as in like yesterday, but like about five years ago, he came to a to a Kong off or one of these events, and yeah, his his knees are all That's too just bad. messed up, and he can't. It's just sad. Yeah. Hmm. How about uh, Hank Chen? Um, wizard. Okay. I don't know why I thought of the name wizard just because he's, he's very precise. Um, you know, he's he's a surgeon. So it seems like, you know, Donkey Kong and get the hand eye coordination thing going on. Sure. Steve Sanders. Uh cheater, I said. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true. <laughs> I love Steve Sanders is a great guy. I met him, he's great the baddest <laughs> For some reason, that because he when he was like whatever sixteen, he, yeah. yeah, he put in that fake score. But that's just that was the first three million. Go ahead. It's your turn. Whose turn is it? Uh, Mark, Adam, my uh, turn. Oh, is it? I'm just gonna say Walter Day. Um. See, I was gonna say musician because that's. He just seems like he, he would love that. He uh, would love that. Yeah, because he was kind of like me in the way that he had all these songs in his down in his soul that just came out. He said he has like over 150 songs or something like that. But um, so I think he was trying to record an album or two. So I yeah, hope he's done it by now. It's been you know it's been a while. That Richie Knuckles documentary is fresh in my mind right now, but because we just watched it, but. He sings almost a full song in that movie, and they took clips of him in, I don't know if he sang in King of Kong or not, but Chasing Ghosts he did. And they made it, they kind yeah. of took it out of context and made it seem real sad. But when he's doing that, when he's playing, he's just really into it. He is so happy. Yeah. And he's actually That's not his. terrible. I, I mean, it's folk music, but it's, it's Walter singing. It's pretty fun. Yeah. No, he definitely has a passion for music. What about Mike Thompson? Uh, friend. 
<laughs> just a loyal friend. I guess I'd have to preface it with loyal. Yeah, he's you know, he's someone you can count on. He's got your back. Um, we go back to little league days when we were playing baseball, and he's in a band with me in high school. And so I was a pitcher, and he was a catcher. So we we've always had a good connection. You guys are kind of best friends then, still. I wouldn't say best friends, but we're definitely. Um, you know, I don't see him as as on every you know not even a weekly or so basis but whenever we get together it's just like no time has lapsed so kind of like a brother but we, we yeah it's like a brother it doesn't you know 10 years could go by and you know it doesn't seem like it'd be ever awkward <laughs> that's how adam says he feels like, about me yeah that's how i that's why <laughs> very I strong that. acquaintances <laughs> so uh switching gears a little bit here uh can you tell us the highlight of your gaming career what would that be I think the E3 time when I went for the record on E3, it was, it was surreal. It was like, I think they had it broadcast on some, some internet channel. I can't remember what, but, um, um, that was just, you know, they had this big, that was the, the screen so people could see it. There was people with, I think that people were given signs. <laughs> they don't think they made the signs, but there was, People that had signs, like at you know, if you go to an NFL game, there's people that make signs for players, and had the people had like a big hammer, had like signs with my name on it, and that's awesome. Um, and yeah, it was just like, and they were cheering after. I mean, a game takes at least two hours, and I wasn't point pressing at the point where I was taking, you know, a, a really high game. Like if you're point pressing for every every ounce of of a point you were going to spend three hours, but I was, I was playing reasonable point pressing. So it was at least two hour game. And I got to a kill screen and, um, you know, it was like every screen that people were clapping after the end of the screen. So for two hours, I was just getting applauded. It was, it was kind of weird, but it was, it was fun. Cool. If, <clears> so if, uh, go ahead. Ask one more question. I know it's not on the, the deal here, but, uh, if they ever approached you to do a sequel to King of Kong, what would your interest level be? Same guys. Um, <laughs> yeah, I would do it. I would, it would be fun to to see where it went after uh, the first one. Um, I wonder. I don't know if if yeah, it'd be hard to really like the the passion again would in order to again play at that level. It's hard to manufacture. It's got to be heartfelt. So um, it'd be weird. Like if I'm trying to this muster up some passion out of nowhere but um i would definitely be up for some kind of where are they now 10 years 20 years later thing Jolly. that'd be cool that'd be fun yeah i have one more question about um that's related to the highlight of your gaming career what's the highlight of your movie career you were in king of kong the late show with craig ferguson attack of the show code monkeys four christmases horrible bosses and pixels yeah i think pixels with the basketball and also um the four Christmases, I was that had to be the, a big thing too because I had to take a whole month of school teaching off. I, I had to get released without pay, so I went down to L.A. and they put me up in a in a, a I guess it was Cary Grant's old house at one time. Oh, cool! Me. So I was hang I was living in this this this, this uh, house and they had a rental car for me and so for a, a month I was hanging out with Reese 
Witherspoon a little bit. Mostly I was hanging out with Mary Steenburgen and Christian Chenoweth, you know, and eating lunch, eating lunch with them every day. And Mary Steenburgen was also uh, writing songs and recording. It was kind of interesting that she kind of had this thing come out of nowhere where she just started writing. Cool. Um, And then I didn't, Vince Vaughn was cool, but I didn't really get a chance to really hang out and talk with him much. Um, but there's people like the whole cast was like a bunch of just like people who uh, who got Grammys like Robert De Niro or Sissy Spacek, um, and Lots also like um, Tim McGraw was was in one of the scenes. I remember him and uh, uh, John Favreau were were doing the right. If you've seen the movie, there's that one one bit where they're wrestling and they're throwing each other around and. Um, and I remember after that scene, I looked at Tim McGraw, and he, I, his ear was bleeding, and I kind of said, hey, hey, Tim, your ear's bleeding. It's like, oh. <laughs> so there was a little bit of scratching going on during that scene, I guess. But um, <laughs> So those, that was just pretty cool, cool just hanging out with, you know, who for did the you, first time. Who I mean, did you, people who, that are trying, they go to school, acting school, and, you know, auditions, and they can't even, can't even get anywhere. And then I'm here just getting on the set of Four Christmases and, <laughs> and just hanging out. <laughs> so what, who did you play in Four Christmases? Um, let's see if I remember the name. I'm, I'm, Reese, uh, I'm actually um, Kristen Chitterwood's husband. I can't remember his name now, but um, there's a scene where I'm like playing Donkey Kong on this uh, home console and then Kristen hands me the baby and I'm I'm not very attentive to the baby. I'm more into the video game. <laughs> that's kind of funny. Oh, your your character's name was Jim. Yes. Jim, that's right. That's the Jim. thing I remember is the scene of you playing Donkey Kong on like a Nintendo. Yeah, yeah it was a Nintendo. And I, I think I wasn't really playing it. I was supposed to be... They had like a pre-recorded um, game going, and I was kind of just pretending to be... Um, mimicking whatever you know trying to make it realistic so i was trying to mimic what was happening on the screen <laughs> that's awesome. but that's awesome oh well uh, you know it's about time uh, that we wrap things up here so i just wanted to say thanks for being on the arcade radio podcast today with us uh steve my was, pleasure thanks for inviting me oh it was it was fantastic guys total honor yep so um, well, thanks for putting up with the little inter, uh, intermissions where I'm working <laughs> with the plumber. Well, when <laughs> when the final edited version of the show comes out, you won't even know that you left. <laughs> but oh, his really? plumber's <laughs> name is Mario. It's perfect. <laughs> we will leave some of it in. We got to leave some of it in. It's, yeah, let's leave a little bit. Yeah, ah, yeah. Leave us a little bit. Wink, but, wink. You know, just where we were, uh, you know, kind of floundering for some ideas. You know, well, that stuff will get cut. Anyway, thanks for again for listening in on the Double R's. That's Arcade Radio. Join us on the <clears throat> on the uh, YouTube's any anytime we do this, which is usually every other Thursday. Uh, ArcadeRadio.com, or you can uh, email us at react at arcaderadio.com, or follow us on uh, iTunes or SoundCloud or Google Play or you know all those things. Um, yeah, or you can call the game line sometimes. It's six one two five four eight four two six three. It's been. The Arcade Radio Podcast. So quiet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
Is that better? Crank it? Let's take off your pants now, Mark. How's that? Here we go. It's okay, I have shorts on underneath. This is part where we turn it way up. Remember that time I played the whole song? It's a whole song? <laughs> yeah, it's like a four and a half minute song. So we're off the air, guys. Awesome.